Hello. My name is Daryl Taylor. I'm from the city of New York. And I want to tell all the ladies that if you've been listening to Half Hour Wasted, that makes you cool. Episode 190. The move of the Rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. So this program is called Half Hour Wasted. Let me start by wasting this perfectly good liner. So uh, thank you for introducing us to Drunk Captain America, Brad. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty awesome. If you know, obviously those of you who haven't heard of him, what did I say the first episode he was in? Uh, oh, Brad, I closed my browser. He was on CGS like eight eighty six, yeah, and then right. nine oh nine, I think eight eighty six. It all stemmed from the CGS boys were were they were doing like who would win in a fight? You know, Hulk versus thing right captain america versus deathstroke and that was one of them captain america versus deathstroke and jamie d's favorite hero is captain america but he picked deathstroke over captain america so in episode 886 captain america calls in to, for jamie mm-hmm. and uh it's just one of the funniest things you just I've have ever to heard. listen to it yeah it's drunk captain america 886 is his first appearance and then he calls back uh twice actually two calls in episode 909 the comic geek speak it's well worth your time <laughs> to listen to those listen to them in order because and just remember that the whole thing was he's calling jamie because jamie didn't pick him in the in the fight so <laughs> wow it just kills me it just kills me hey. I, I do like it when when he does say at one point i, I need to lay down here for a moment i'm gonna <laughs> lie down yeah <laughs> frank i haven't heard frank laugh that hard in a long time that was genius. hey Speaking of Captain America, okay, I'm just I'm wondering if what I've seen recently is some kind of web hoax, okay. some kind of cybernetic prank a of web some hoax. sort, or a woax. You think a it's woax? a woax? It could be an e hoax. An e hoax. Oh, an e hoax. I don't know. I don't know. Have you seen the the pictures of Captain America from the new movie? I think I have. I've only seen official released Marvel pictures of him. Okay, well, again, this this is coming off of uh, DailyMail.co.uk. Okay, um, and I honestly, I don't, I know some of those British newspapers are extremely reputable, and well, some what, of them what, what, are what not. What was it called? Daily Mail. It's called the Daily Mail. Okay. Um, but uh, I actually, uh, I think it may have been IGN. I linked through it to get to this, but the pictures of Captain America, and he's riding uh, an Indian, uh, which is really cool. You mean like an American Indian? No, I mean like the motorcycle. I'm looking at oh, it okay. right now. What, uh, how did you find it? Because I'm, lo- I'm, I'm here and uh, I can't. Superhero hype. Go super, type in Captain America Daily Mail. And the, the shots I'm looking at, granted, it's the stunt double, not actually Chris Evans. By the way, I can't believe he's Captain America. So I'm at um, superherohype.com right now. And Oh, here it is. I see, I see the link. I'm looking at these, and I just, 
I'm not sure if I should do a spit take or laugh or fear for my life. I mean, I just one thing is, it's that has always been the number one bugaboo of the great idea of adapting a comic book into a you know a live action you know extravaganza. Is that how do you do justice, you know, to the costume? Yeah, because that, clearly it can't be spandex with every rippling muscle clearly defined through it. You know, have you seen? Batman Returns. Yeah, but that's like that's his suit's dang near an exoskeleton yeah. at that point. I, 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 that is the magic of movie making. Yeah, because if he were in person, standing right here, mm-hmm. not in the right light, yeah, he's going to look ridiculous. Well, these but, pictures look ridiculous. But <laughs> and lo- and look at the light. Is it there, the two shots someone, on the bike? Yeah, and then there's I guess there's two Nazis on. On, yeah, on future fu- bikes. Future bikes. Did they man. have motorcycles back then? Yeah, of course yeah. they did. Yeah, okay. that's that's the world's fastest Indian. There is what that is, and those futuristic bikes look pretty awesome. But I just I can't. I mean, this looks like a, an ultimate Captain America kind of look with lots of buckles and it, you know chin strap and you know theoretically maybe it's a more realistic take on what the costume might look like. He's got a weapon strapped to his side, so it's clearly you know World War Two era. Uh, and not that that's ever been a secret, but uh, man, it's just this freaks me out a little bit. I think Thor is going to rock, and I can't wait to see what Kenneth Branagh does with it. And I, 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 I don't even know who's directing this Captain America movie. I'm, I'm wondering if, if they're going to. It looks like they're taking the ultimate Joe look, Johnson, which yeah, is right? which yeah. is the that's why aliens I'm are involved, right? Weren't aliens involved in the Captain America when he goes? Uh, the Nazis were had worked with, and the aliens and Nazis were working oh, together. Okay. I I read those, but I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't help you out on that. And I these wish pictures I could. that you just directed us to of yeah. the stunt guy just looks. It just looks ridiculous. It looks awful. I mean, you it, know, it's it dang near looks like the uh, uh, who was it? Um, Who's guy who did the the Captain America uh, movie back in the what's the late '80s? Was that it? Yeah. Um, it wasn't the same guy that did uh, Flash. That, that was Flash Gordon, was it? Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't mean, know I who the, that was. Not Roger Corman. Um. Yeah, he did the Fantastic Four, which I've always wanted That's to see. By of. the way, I've always heard that that movie is an abomination, and of course, the urban legend is the only reason that Roger Corman did that movie was to keep the rights to it. Yeah. So well, that that's why. That's why they're rebooting the Fantastic Four again. Are they? Because well, who I'm, is it? That you know has, what? Is I'm kind of glad about that. Is it Fox that has the rights? Uh, Sony. Sony has the rights. Yeah, because they have they have X Men, they have Spider Man, and they have. Uh, okay. I think Fox doesn't. Fox have. X Men doesn't matter. The it point is, is Marvel yeah. doesn't, and whoever does have it, the, the, if they don't make a movie soon, then they lose the Fantastic Four rights. Well, so I, that's why they're. Really I hope that it. they uh, that they do the Fantastic Four right this time because they that was probably the comic book adaptation I was looking forward to the most. I think that's and the, I for think it that's to the be hardest handled, one to pull pull well, out too. For it to be handled in such a lightweight fashion, though, because they never. You know, they never tried to do anything weighty or meaty or truly dramatic. You know, it was just it was silly fluff and it was fun and it was harmless. And I'd let my kids watch it. And, you know, I thought that's what the Chris first Evans was awesome. A few years of Fantastic Four was anyway. Yeah. And to, to I mean, of, well, course, of course, you want him to grow and mature. Yeah. But could you really see a dark version? Of, not, I mean, not a dark fans? version, but this but Tim Story's version was so lightweight and I don't mean to be a griping fanboy about this. I, 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 you know, this is my honest opinion. You know, clearly it's subjective, not objective. But, uh, um, but you know, they, they tried. You know, I thought they, they did a, uh, you know, Brian Singer did a fine job on X Men. Um, there were fine jobs done on many of these other adaptations. Uh, 
Um, although I didn't like Superman Returns almost at all, um, I give Brian and Brian Singer again, I guess. Um, but I give him, you know, I give him, you know, my congratulations for trying to knock it out of the park because you could see that he really cared about what he was doing. I just didn't, it, I didn't like a lot of the directions that movie took. I mean, you know, I don't want to get off on a rant, but you know, Superman is it, not it, supposed it, to be a voyeur. Um, you know, the whole subplot with Lois smoking and it just, you know, a lot of, just a lot of weird little almost throwaway moments that I thought were really borderline creepy and out of place you know, in that movie. I, I don't, I don't think it was weird. So I, I remember some people saying that about, it's so weird that he was, he's being so voyeuristic here. Yeah. But when you have x-ray vision, that's a norm. Yeah. It, but when you, but when you, you, you go down and you're actually like hiding in the bushes behind, you know, Lois Lane's house and you're peering through the, you're literally peering through the walls. Wasn't he hovering? Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. I don't, but, I don't I mean, remember that part. I mean, almost literally hiding in the, you know, he's metaphorically hiding in the bushes. I, I, um, you know, I just struggled with just, Tom. just the story of it and the fact that they gave Lex Luthor yet yeah. another real estate scheme, mm-hmm. which in the end you have to think, so he creates these, this new continent or, yeah. or, or and, and, you know, Mr. Why, Luthor. Why does he have, why, why does he have right over this land? Right. You know, what gives him rights? To claim this as Luther yeah, land. Very and interesting. How, and how are five guys going to defend it? Yeah. When like scientists and, you know, the U.S. I, yeah, know, like just, the United States Army is going to let him keep yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. It just, it's, you know, I, 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 you could feel Brian Singer's care uh, because the, the movie was very carefully crafted. I just did, I didn't like the pacing of it, not enough action. Yeah, I, and I just, frankly, didn't like, you know, I didn't like any of the end sequence. You know the the plane and the danger and the you know the, the child the, the, the yeah. child while it didn't while it didn't yeah so that was it, all in all um, wow we just spent five minutes talking about a movie that came out like five years ago there sorry has about not that people. been one good Superman movie yet yeah I mean the have you ever seen uh, the I, rich have you seen the I M H O yeah have you seen the Richard Donner uh, re-edit of Superman two I have it. somebody gave me a copy of it but I've never bothered to watch it. Um, it's a little bit different. Um, I think it's, uh, interesting. It's, uh, worth watching. Um, it's not perfect by any means. Uh, I thought it was, uh, odd that, you know, I didn't realize until I was watching some of the extras for Superman 2 that he kind of went Peter Jackson or maybe he inspired, you know, I, I, how often in the past, I mean, before Peter Jackson, you know, shot basically all three Lord of the Rings movies back to back to back, you know, in one shot, um, Donner, shot um all of superman one and most of superman two during the same filming during the same run of filming it was his intention to shoot both movies and then you know cut them up into the first and the second now, and obviously I, now, I, he thought got it was gonna, I thought it was just one movie it was originally one movie but then he got fired halfway through the making of it but he did a majority of the first one and, and so they did. just made that one and then he did quite a bit of the second one too. If I'm, if my yeah, but I thought that was cockeyed. all supposed to be one whole movie, though. Well, it would have been, you know, it would have been longer than Gone with I the Wind if he'd done that. Never mind. Maybe um, I don't know what I'm talking about. But yeah, you're right. I mean, he he got let go, you know, uh, during the second movie, and so there were scenes he never got to finish. Um, I think the and, and there are some there, the movie follows the same general plot line. There are some semi-remarkable differences. Um, uh, there's a scene with uh, when they're up in the honeymoon uh, suite up at Niagara um, when Lois figures out that Clark Kent is Superman. And as the scene happens, um, 
Clark will have uh, dark uh, black rim glasses on, and then you'll cut to Lois, and then you cut back to him, and he has red glasses on. This is in the Donner cut, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. And it was because uh, you know he those were uh, uh, he'd shot some tests for that scene, and to include them back into the movie, the only way to do that was to just bite the bullet and take that footage they that just, he shot for a test. Couldn't they have digitally colored those glasses? Theoretically. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's certainly a possibility, but uh, um, but that didn't happen. Uh, and Richard Donner had a, I guess he just figured, hey, look, you know, everybody knows that this is me, you know, basically putting this back together, um, you know, from from what I've got. You know, I'm, I'm taking the scraps and whatever, I, you know, to get this, you know, back into the shape I was looking for. Superman 2 I thought was awesome, but, you know, I, you know, it holds up okay. But, um, you know, the Batman movies, uh, those are about as close as we get. And, um, you know, the first one, I think, especially the second one is great. But again, you know, like any of these superhero movies, um, you know, it's it's less about being a superhero and more about the socio political tale that they're weaving. I don't know. Maybe uh, uh, Sam Raimi probably uh, got as close as you know any of them. And uh, yeah. So let's see. In 1977, director Richard Donner said his mm-hmm. uh, said about simultaneously filming an epic two part adaptation of the Superman comic book series with 80% of Superman 2 photographed after having to postpone the original summer 78 release hmm. date of Superman due to extended shooting on Superman 2. Superman 2 was suspended in October of 77 so that Donner could focus on completing the first film. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, I was always under the impression that it was yeah. going to be just one big epic movie that with all been, that happening. <laughs> that would have been okay. one son-of-a-gun epic movie, man. Yeah, like I said, that would have been like watching The Stand or something. Yeah. You just turn it into a miniseries. We've been like Shogun, only with Superman. That would have been awesome. In case you thought you missed it, you haven't. This is episode 190 oh. of Half Hour Wasted. <laughs> you know what? How y'all doing? We're 10 weeks away. Oh, my gosh. From 200 episodes. Oh, that's wonderful. Wow. That's like an anniversary or something. That means we only have 110 more episodes to go before we close up shop. Yeah, 110, right? and that's it. 310? So, no, 300. 100, 110, we'll post it at 300, and 300's the last episode ever. Okay, I didn't Should know Should we that. have a, a call-in show at 200? Why Let's not? Let's think about this. They're yeah. always fun. You think so? I mean, we've got... I, I, it's we've got nice when we can throw a twist into it. Like, okay. like the... I mean, we could do further discussion on it, but... Yeah, I mean, we're I mean we're almost at 200. Call, I'm, I'm not opposed to call-in, but... What could be the twist? Okay, on yeah. It? Well, we'll talk about that off air and try to. We'll try to, um, like you know, like what? What's your favorite sitcom moment? Go or what's your? Ooh, I like it. You know, or what? Uh, tell us your aunt's favorite recipe. Go. You know, it need there needs to be a some type of hook with two hundred involved. In Frank, you okay. rock, man. So this this episode that you're listening to now is being published September the twentieth. So, that's one ninety. So ten episodes so later be would be first couple of weeks. One, December. two, three, four. Hang on. It's going to be like on Christmas Day, isn't it? One, two, <laughs> three. Everybody, four, leave five, your families six, behind. <laughs> Put down the turkey seven, and uh, eight, nine, stuffing. Ten. And get yourself to your it, computer. Ten weeks from now would actually be the Monday after Thanksgiving. So. Oh. Yeah, we mm. may not record 
that weekend. Well, let, Maybe let, me, we'll, let me suggest this. Yeah. Why don't we do a random audio between now and then? Yeah, we can. And then that'll bump us up the week before, which that's more realistic. People will call in then because that's a holiday weekend. No yeah, one's going to call yeah, in. Uh, yeah. So uh, plan on doing a random audio. Guys, you have a random audio coming. Wow. Yeah, we'll delay. We'll delay. Uh, so tentatively December 5th, Sunday night. Look out for Chapter 3 of Dune. Or if we want to continue our Wednesday evening recording, you know, it might be. Well, for 200, I think that needs to be a Sunday. I think Sunday. that works better for people. Okay. I mean, my gut tells me that it works better just because it's a weeknight. I yeah, mean, even I a Saturday. I mean, it can be a set. We can record on a Saturday okay. or a Sunday. Just so just on the weekend. Probably the first weekend in December. Cool. Ish. Hey, um, so, so I, mark it down. So I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to a theoretical Avengers movie. I really truly am that's not shtick in any way um but i can't help but wonder what's going on um i guess this is this is the movie companies uh that marvel th- these are properties that marvel has not retaken command of but um and, and i didn't necessarily mean this to be a hey uh check out uh, those new marvel movies uh, episode but have you seen uh the rumors uh, or maybe they're not rumors at this point maybe they're confirmed but who's going to be playing spider-man in the reboot, and who's going to be playing Spider-Man's Moyle, um, that uh, that redhead, that uh, that redhead, that Mary Jane redhead. Well, I know that they've picked a new mm-hmm. Peter Parker. Yeah, and nobody in this country has ever heard yeah, of the guy. If you have, guy, right? you're amazing. Yeah, his uh, his name is Andrew Garfield, and no, he right, does not right, have right. orange fur. Um, he looks okay. Uh, we, I guess, we trust a British actor to do an American accent uh, as well or better than they an do American. It all the time, and it is amazing, isn't it? And last I heard, they hadn't decided whether or not Mary Jane would be in it or not. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I would love to see. We've already seen Mary Jane. I would love to see a um, Stacy, a, a Gwen Stacy. Just because. Um, well, okay. So we'll check this crazy rumor out. It was. Like, <laughs> I feel like we're doing. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we're doing some kind of expose, some kind of tabloid, uh, uh, you know, shoot right now. Um, but uh, okay, so uh, a reporter. Thank you. This is a current affair. So a reporter goes into a house uh, with Mike Comrie and his wife, who will be named shortly. Um, during the interview with the athlete, uh, the reporter noticed that quote a script marked Spider Man sits on the table with lines for a character simply called Girl highlighted in yellow. And rumors swirl about who the girl might be. But the uh, the spouse of Mike Comrie, who apparently was flipping through this, yeah, it's Hillary Duff. <laughs> yeah. Now, on the plus side, she will be much more attractive than Kirsten Dunst. Not that that has to be a prerequisite. But really? So, it, was it feel like we're turning this into uh, BBC Disney? Well, um, hold hold on, because yeah. as you know, it is very just early. make her Lizzie McGuire. I mean, what the heck? It is very early yeah. in the casting process, and how many times yeah. before did we hear rumors about this person was going to be that and that yes. was going to be that? So, don't worry about it. Well, and then the rumors also suggest that Mary Jane will not be back. Um, but uh, so she could be playing Gwen Stacy, Betty Brant, Felicia Hardy. Um, or maybe she'll just play a really uh, a really stacked um, Aunt May, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. so um, um, yeah. Um, and by the way, uh, Hillary Duff, uh, in addition to her uh, her 
her seminal turn as Lizzie McGuire. Um, she was also in the Cheaper by the Dozen films uh, and Agent uh, Cody Banks and uh, Material Girls. Let's so see. she's clearly prepared to do a movie like this. I'm trying to I'm remember. Yeah, I have seen Lizzie. Now I'm confused. Lizzie McGuire mm-hmm. is Hillary Duff. Yes. Hillary Duff. Okay. Hillary Duff is you Lizzie McGuire. I'm going to get Oh, Duff. now I got You know what? You're saying Hillary Duff, and mm-hmm. you know who I was thinking of? Miley, uh, Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Yeah. That's oh. how I was confused. I'm going to wow. make a, a phone call. That would and, be amazing. And mm-hmm. put somebody on the phone with this old school style. Okay. Um, if I hope they if answer. He, well, By the way, this, he's this, expecting a call. this Andrew Garfield. Um, mm-hmm. Do we know who uh, they're bringing back for the Hulk yet? I'm, I'm still frankly yes. amazed that Ed Norton. Oh, Mark Ruffalo. Okay. Um, I think it stinks that they're not going to let uh, Ed Norton take crack at it, especially seeing as he wants to badly. But Mark Ruffalo, I think I could buy that. Let's see. So, um, yeah, he's a pretty good-looking guy. Yeah, yeah, he could be. He could be. Um, now, there's Banner. there's no rush on this. The release date right now is not expected to be until July third, two thousand twelve. So, yeah, they got plenty of time to work all this out. Let's just say that. Hey, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, uh, this is our, our friend Todd Hartzell. Hey, Todd. Todd. Todd probably can't hear us. Can Can you hear Frank and Bill? <laughs> How you doing, Todd? Uh, yeah, I can. All right. Uh, Todd was on our so what Star does he Wars want? movie review, A New Hope. Well, remember last week, yeah. Bill, when we did our uh, pop quiz? Yes. Um, Todd, last week we did a pop quiz where the three of us, plus uh, Bill's wife, the professor, we, uh, we answered a a 13-question pop quiz to kind of get to know each other and for our listeners to kind of get reacquainted with us. One of the questions was, um, which movie have we ever seen? Which movie have we seen the most times in theaters? And uh, Frank's answer was Star Wars, but Bill and I were astounded at the number of times he actually saw it in the theater, and I wondered, I, I know Todd... Uh, that's probably your answer to that question as far as which movie you've actually seen the most times in theaters. Is that correct? Uh, a New Hope is by far what I've seen in theaters most. Yes. Um, what, if you had to put a number on it, do you know how many times you actually saw it in the theater? I know when I was a kid it was 25. Okay. And, and since then I probably added about 15 to 20 more times. In the theater? Yeah. That includes the... Um, the re-release and special editions and whatnot. Yeah, that's that, it. Probably it's right around. I would say with the special editions, everything that's ever come out re-releases, it's around forty to forty-five total. Okay. Well, like I said earlier, Bill and I were astounded when Frank threw a number at us. And Frank, we never did qualify last week. Was that original release only? That was original release, and then it was re-released. Were you including re-releases? Yeah, because that was in about, the theater. You're talking about the re-release in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, okay, as opposed yeah. oh. to the re-release in the mid-90s. Yeah, I was referring yeah. to like... Oh, the and then in the 90s, too. Yeah, that, okay, too. Okay, so... But the number you gave us was pretty much only in the 70s. Late 70s, early 80s, yeah. when it was re Yeah, it was released, and then it was re-released. Okay, get this, Todd. Frank, Frank posited that he saw the... Mm-hmm. Original Star Wars in the movie. How many times, Frank? One hundred and twenty oh times. <laughs> One hundred and twenty times he thinks he saw it in the theater. That includes original release and uh, re-releases. Yeah, 
Todd, how many? Go ahead, Todd. Go ahead, Todd. I was just going to say, Frank, you're my God. I'm bad to you. Well, now I have to work out the math. Todd, so how, let's many, see. how many times was Star Wars actually re-released? Let's see. When it came out, 77, then quickly after that, 78, it came out again at a re-release. Uh, I think it was re-released for, for Empire, then it was, wasn't re-released until the re-release of the George Dinway Butcher. Wasn't re-released? Uh, you mean the special edition? Yeah, the special edition. So it yeah, Greedo, Greedo shot first. It was it was in the seventies and early eighties. It was released what three times? Yeah, I think that I, like I said, I think I know that the, after the initial release, it was released again. I'm pretty sure, or I'm not positive, it was released before for Empire, and then not released again until the special edition. Okay, so mm. how long was? Do you know how long Star Wars was in the theater in its original release? Original release, I think it was right around thirteen, fourteen months. <laughs> That just amazes me. The, the only movie that I'm familiar with being in the theater that long was the first Jurassic Park. I know for a fact it was in a theater in Louisville for over a year. In the, there was a... It doesn't surprise me. I mean, so many movies didn't stay wide release for that long past the 70s, so... The, when Indiana Jones... When Raiders of the Lost Ark came out, there was a theater... Uh, where I grew up, and that that was in there over a year. Same theater. Wow. Um. Did you how how do your viewings for Empire and Return of the Jedi compare with your viewings for A New Hope, Todd? Uh, Empire is probably in around the twenty thirty mark. Even though it's my favorite, by that time I was you know too cool to go sit in the theater all the time. And then Jedi, I think I only saw. I put it ten times in the theater. That's actually that's actually the perfect thing that Todd said about being too cool to sit in the theater yeah. more than twice. Because that is true. You just kind of like, hey, I saw it. I'm cool. You know, I got it. <laughs> my uh, my answer to that question, Todd, was Revenge of the Sith. I saw it nine times, and it's only because I was working at the theater at that point, and it was free tickets. Um, uh, uh, Bill came to the conclusion that. The one he's seen the most was Phantom Menace at four times. Yeah. <laughs> four? Wow. That, Bill, you're just you're kicking it hard down there. That's crazy. Well, you know, for me, the whole thing, VHS changed all of it because, you know, when Star Wars came out like that, that I, I'd seen Empire. I didn't feel the need to, like like I said, I was approaching teenagers. I didn't feel the need to sit in the theater and have VHS there to, to tear Star Wars apart hundreds and hundreds of times. Did you, did you uh, buy the the first release of Star Wars on VHS? I certainly did. I killed that thing to the point where by the time it came out and uh, re-released in, in a letterbox format, it felt like a brand new movie to me. Do you how much? How, yeah, do you remember how much you paid for it? Or did you pay for it? Did your dad or what? Uh, my dad paid for it. He had a friend who ran a VHS store at that time and got some kind of special deal. But I want to say it was around $85. You know, that's what Bill like said that. last week. Uh, he was talking about how it was like 80 or 85 bucks for that first release. Yeah. That's nuts. Can you imagine? I was at Target uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, and I was at the re- in the return line, and some lady had returned two packages of two eight-count packages of VHS tapes, and 
they uh, really yeah they still sell eight count packages of VHS Sony eight hour VHS tapes and they were twenty bucks for eight videotapes. Wow. So the price is going back up because no one wants them. Probably. You're paying yeah, a premium I mean, for old technology. Just the older people are holding on to the technology because they're used to it. You know that that's usually how it works with technology. Older generations they get used to it. They don't want to change. That's true. Well, and there's nothing cooler than the linear access of VHS tape. Older people like that. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm, not, the, I'm not defending the, it, but okay. you know, older people they just you know they want to hold it. They want to use their typewriter. They don't want to okay. use computers. Well, they you know they they want to wash their laundry with this the old fashioned okay. way and not use VHS. Does have one thing all over nonlinear media like a DVD. What's That's that? That you can fast forward past all the junk and just start at the top of the movie. You don't have to sit through. The 18 different uh, Interpol messages and the, you know, they're going to tell you that, hey, the commentary on this disc is not rated and they're going to make you watch the you know, Disney Fast Play and here's, you know, 18 minutes of the previews and, uh, oh, we're going to make you sit through the 30 seconds it takes to get to the play button on this, you know, menu and, right. you know, you can, I, I, when I used to have videotapes, I would literally back, I would finish the movie, I would back it up to about the 7, 8, 10 minute mark, whatever, and then I would find where the movie actually starts, then I would eject the sucker, so next time <laughs> I watch it, I could put it in and just start rolling. <laughs> and you can't do that these days. I w- I'm, I'm on Amazon right now, and a used copy of the yeah. Star Wars Special Edition from 1980. Yeah. Uh, any guesses on how much a used copy is? Wait a minute, mm. 1980 Special Edition? Yeah. Star Wars Trilogy Special Edition VHS nineteen eighty. Well, it's clearly not the trilogy in nineteen eighty. We can eliminate that. Oh, it must be. Well, yeah, yeah, it must be. So, so what's the price? Forty nine cents. Forty nine cents for yeah. used. Yeah. Well, maybe that is the right price. <laughs> Todd, how many? Do you still have any movies on VHS? That's I mean, beautiful. I mean, I'm I'm curious in ten years from now, what are we even gonna have a medium anymore? I mean Well no, it's it's you're 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 heading headlong into the concept, which I think is really cool, but we'll see how it works in practice. The whole concept of have everything, own nothing. Yeah. Because yeah, you, the, whole, the whole cloud of concept where it's exactly. somewhere else. That's exactly right. And, of course, you'll have to pay for that, um, So, um, which I don't know. Will that end up costing less money than going out and buying the thing once? You know, we'll, you know I mean, consider how much money you've spent on your DVD collection. One nice thing about that whole cloud concept, though, is that, and you know, theoretically, um, it's cross-platform. Theoretically, you don't have to worry about, oh, I've got the DVD, now I've got to go buy the Blu-ray. Oh, i got the Blu-ray, now I've got to go buy the Quantum, you know, you know, 10,000 right. pixel, whatever, you know, where a movie takes terabyte, you know, you know, you're not going to have to worry, you know, oh, and I got to go get the Star Wars, you know, special edition hologram box set, you know, no, the movie's actually holograms, you know. Hey, Todd, are you going to, are you going to be uh, waiting in line at midnight again for the uh, Blu-ray release of the Star Wars? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm 43 now, I think I'm going to pass on the midnight line. <laughs> oh. Now, yeah. now, Todd, you are going to get the Blu-ray? 
You know, I just, um, I watched my DVD the other day of Star Wars, like, probably two weeks ago. I was happy with it. It's the original theatrical release. Nice. It's not Greedo shooting first and stuff like that. (laughs) That's kind of what I want. I think I'm fine. I don't think I'm going to get to... I've heard that the Blu-ray is going to re-release all this other footage on it. I think I've seen all that extra footage. Yes. Before, and it doesn't really... I mean, it's it's the one where C-3PO's driving the speeder. It's the one where... Uh, Luke is wearing that golf hat, and he's talking to those two guys, and they're using the binoculars to look at the at the battle up in the sky. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if you saw this, Frank, but they actually let a clip leak that's from the first of Jedi that I didn't even know existed. It was a, a clip of uh, Luke putting his lightsaber together with 3PO and R2 standing in the background and Vader sort of calling out to him, Luke. And it was all about the, the first of it where he sends the droids off. And it's a very short little 20-second clip. But they're saying they found all this kind of stuff that we haven't seen before, including outtakes and bloopers and the sandstorm footage from Jedi that's never been released. So they're, from what I've read, it's going to be pretty extensive as far as content that we've never seen before. I, hey, I actually saw that leaked scene, and it is pretty cool. Yeah, I got I, goosebumps, you, man. I, you know what? I'm just going to wait and see because I, I, I'm, I'm going to hear what's on it. If I got to have it, I'll get it, but I'm not jonesing for it. Hey, Todd, was any of this stuff um, on the, uh, the LaserDisc? Because before fanboys start filling up our inbox, yes, we realize that the LaserDisc is probably the ultimate way to watch Star Wars because you didn't get the special editionified version of it with Greedo shooting first, and you still get the impressive you know, laser technology. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to know a lot of the you know, and I think you're right. I, I can't even watch many parts of the special editions. I thought Empire, I don't think they screwed with it too much because it was already a pretty good movie. But uh, yeah. the, the footage, I don't think a lot of this has ever been released before. And, and to me, that's not the reason to buy it. But now I, I at home, I mean, this is how technology's changed. I use a projector at home now, and I, it, I want it to look as good as I can when it projects up there. Really? And that's cool. Now, do you... Do you have a uh, dark room or something to watch uh, your projector in? This dude has a like movie theater. Okay. It's like. Let's quantify that. Brad hadn't been over here since I finished it. It took me 10 years to do it, but yes, it looks like a movie theater. And nice. I've been for 10 years and ended up spending about $100 a month, but now I have a 170 inch screen. And oh. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the. That's awesome. My, I haven't uh, seen the finished product, but. I saw the plans and the progress, and I was just every time I'd go over there, I'd want to punch him in the face because I was so jealous. Nice. I, I've got a uh, my my buddy uh, uh, Hillerby. Um, he's got a 93 inch screen via uh, projector, but he's um, he's getting ready. He said he's dis- he's discussed with himself going and getting a a real a conventional you know flat screen television because he says, and he's got like bed spreads up over the you know it's in his living room it's an apartment um but you know even with literal bed spreads up over the glass door and the window and stuff uh during the day it's still hard to see so i don't know now he's got a, it's well that bulb that bulb has a life yeah well it, it looks uh it looks tremendous uh once the sun's down um now his his is an older model it's uh it's it's bigger than the ones you see these days so maybe it just doesn't have the lumens or maybe like uh mr frank said maybe the bulb is just getting tired or something but yeah it's it's um he said it, it basically wears him out trying to watch that thing during the day well 
My boy Hillerby, he had a uh, friend of his uh, hook him up with uh, knowledge. Uh, they went out and bought a particular kind of fabric, and he has it yeah. bordered with uh, black, uh, almost looks like very thick electrical tape. Um, but, yeah, he actually uh, put it on um, some kind of a very thin wooden background or something like that. But, yeah, it's, it's fabric, not paint, which I thought was interesting. Well, I'll offer this to you the next time you boys do a special movie show. Y'all come over and watch the movie over here before y'all go do it. <laughs> hey, Todd, there was talk years ago about uh, releasing Star Wars th- uh, 3D, a 3D version of Star Wars. Do you have any interest in, in watching that or, or owning that? <laughs> oh no. Yeah, it just seemed that when I first heard about that, my kind of the cheese factor kind of went, I went, oh, come on, George Lucas. How, how much? I mean, I know it's your movie, but come on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, let me ask you <laughs> one. Go ahead, Todd. That that's what it's boiling down to so far is, is just if it's not shot in three D, it's a parlor trick. It just it just yeah. it's just a different way to market the same movie or or to get people excited about it. I'm trying to think. There's been a couple of movies. Uh, what Clash of the Titans is one that was and uh, Last Airbender. Uh, weren't those movies uh, posted into three D and yeah. didn't it apparently Alice in Wonderland was it, posted in three okay. D and of course obviously it's cheaper. Um, but uh, I've you know, and I don't know, you know, how objectively do you take uh, angry fanboys ranting? But apparently, uh, it's it's a, a near abomination to uh, just post it. Well, it's just it's not the same thing. Okay, but see, I, I've never I've never seen one of these two D movies that was just uh, it was just posted into three D. So I have no idea how different the experience is or or how you know rough it is. Um, I'd like to. Todd, thanks for your time. But before we let you go. Um, since we haven't talked to you in a while and you're one of the hugest movie buffs we know, let's just get a couple of really quick, like one sentence reviews of recent movies. Uh, probably that the, the three of us have talked about on this show. Um, first one that comes to mind is inception. Uh, good. Wasn't, uh, I can only have one word. Good. Thank, <laughs> thank you. I yeah. left actually before the halfway mark. I walked out of it. I went ahead and stayed. It, it, that's a good way to describe it, Todd. It was good. All yeah, right, uh, I think good is is a fair adjective for it. What about um? What about Iron Man two? Uh, let's see. What's the worst word I can find? Oh no. How about pedestrian? Uh, well, the, the bad words I want to use, I won't use. Disappointed. 
Oh wow. I mean, I kind of was too. I mean, I'm I'm I honestly love, I wondering. It was fantastic. Well, I'm wondering if I even want to get it on DVD. I am. Or, or Blu-ray or whatever, just because it was just. Yeah, no, no, you said one word, Brad. But the thing that just it just drove me nuts. It felt like, oh, here's an action scene. Let's stop down and try to be cute and have some banter that wasn't funny or cute. It didn't be in the charm of the first one. It just it felt like them trying to throw crap at the screen. No, I feel you. It it yeah. felt very just kind of. This is what the sequel's supposed to be. Let's give you the same, not really challenge things. Yeah. Right. Not really push this character and, you know, let's play it safe. It felt very safe. It felt very pedestrian to me. I just, I didn't I, think. I, I think the thing that disappointed me the most is I was so pleasantly surprised by the first one that I was so immensely disappointed with this one that disappointment hurt ten times worse. Okay, what about yeah, Avatar? Give you that. I I never saw I never saw Avatar. Uh, one word, pretty. Pretty. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> well, Todd, you're, I think you're hitting these home runs. Yeah. That's a great because I saw it. I saw it in 3D. Pretty is about the best yeah. word to describe it story wise. We. I, I went and saw it with uh, Snicker, and um, um, the I went and saw it just strictly for the visuals. It was impressive, but the storyline was so un, was so forgettable. It was just it was hard to deal well, with. I, I felt like I'd already seen it with Dances of Lost. It was the same movie. Yeah, good point. I like that. That's okay. a good way to think about it. What about um, what was it? a couple other big ones? Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, have you seen Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, I saw it. Um, boy, here I go with one word. That one's really hard for me to work because I like it and rewrite a whole lot. How about awesome? Uh, I, because I've read the book, I felt that I, I don't know. That I can say one word. I'll just say this: I felt like it lacked one or two key character moments where it just made me love the characters. Hmm. I, I thought it was incredibly inventive visually. I thought it was funny. I thought it was fast. It was all over the place. But for me, and I think you know this especially, Brad, I, I like the moments where a character comes true. And I yeah. thought the book had those moments. And they, it's like they, if they could have taken one quick, cute moment out of it and put Mo, uh, Mo with Scott Ramona in there where it was intimate, I would have been not intimate, you know what I mean? Right. Where they're learning about each other, I would have liked it ten times more. Okay. Cool. Um, did you see Predators? No, I didn't get to. I saw it four times in the theater. It was awesome. I'm not surprised by that. Um, Expendables. Expendables. Uh, honestly, I couldn't care less about seeing that. Oh, so, <laughs> it was so much fun. It was it just was, fun. Todd, it was exactly what you think it might be, and maybe a bit really? better. It's, be, it's because uh, Stallone co-wrote it. And I give him credit he for... He wrote it and directed it. Yeah, um, but I, I give Stallone credit for filling the spaces in between uh, people getting the top of half of their bodies blown off. Um, he actually tried to craft some quiet moments and some character development. And uh, it, it could have been just schlock in between. You know, It, it could have basically been just violence porn but it turned out to be a movie that just happened to have a bunch of crazy violence in it how about for an older movie you made me want to see it now well you should see it but don't expect uh, citizen kane but you know it's worth seeing how about as an now, old did you hear that bruce campbell came out today are y'all all familiar with bruce campbell evil dead that he wants to do the horror version of that yes i heard <laughs> that he wants to make the horror version of expendables oh no way like, take all the the, the okay. big time horror movie oh my stars. gosh like i imagine jamie lee curtis would be <laughs> that would be great involved you know i could see Jim. Robert, Robert Engel and, uh, Krueger, yeah. wow yeah. 
shark. Yeah, that would be that would be fun. So, what would be the chick flick version of the Expendables? Oh gosh, <laughs> fried green tomatoes. Julia Roberts, uh, Sandra Bullock. Um. <laughs> Frank was going to ask you about an older movie. Uh, Watchmen. Watchmen. Did you see Watchmen? I never saw it. I hated the comic, so I kind of didn't care to see the movie. Yeah, I mean, it depends on if you want to spend two hours watching a very big blue naked man walk around. <laughs> yeah. That it, it's a for you. Um, I can't think of any other movies right off the top of my head. Okay. What, what was your favorite movie uh, in the past couple years? Okay, this year, 2010. The unfair thing, and, and you guys that have children know this, I don't ever get to the movie theater, so half the movies I watch are like five, six, seven, ten years old. Um, <laughs> oh, how about Toy Story 3? Did you, say, did you say Toy Story 3? Yeah. Yes. I wept like a baby in that movie. I loved that movie. Oh, man. Now I'm definitely not going to see it. By the way, Bill hated Up. Yes, no, I didn't. I didn't hate the. I didn't hate the movie per se. I mean, I think it was a fairly weak uh, movie for you Pixar. You were full of venom when we <laughs> talked about that movie. I'm just. I'm angry at what they try to do to me. I, I've. I've it always made Bill been on cry record, and he's angry about it. I've always been on record as. I can't stand the fact that Disney has to make sure to 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 kill off you know characters. You know, you know, it's like. A, why does it, you know, why do these people have to die so I can, you know, enjoy the rest of this movie? You know, they've done it from everything from Finding Nemo to, you it's know. It's that, to make that emotional connection. Well, that's it all it is. It's a lock. Yeah, you know, they didn't do it in Snow White and that worked out okay. Well, that's the exception. I guess. I mean, look at every other Disney movie. Yeah, who died that in Sleeping Beauty, huh? I never saw that one. Hey, Todd. Yes. Frank's falling asleep, so we're going to let you go and try to wrap up our episode here. Nice. Sweet. I love that movie, too. All right, brother. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, boys. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Nice. Kind of like the the turn this episode took. You cool. Know, I didn't know that Todd had a daughter. I know he had his, a son. Yeah. Um, in fact, well, yeah, he does. He has a daughter. I didn't know that. She's seven or eight. Yeah, he said she said he was, she was seven, and oh, I was. Yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't realize. That's that. nice. Well, do you have um, some force we could close the episode out with? Yeah, I've got. Um, well, I've I've actually got quite a bunch of stuff. So, <laughs> Bill, it ain't happening. So Frank's falling one. asleep. And I'm well, sorry. I, still got, I still got work to do is the thing. All right. Well, I guess we can save what I slaved over uh, till next episode. Oh. Where that happens. Or you can play one. I've got a tweet. No, it's a, it's a package deal, brother. Yeah, let's save the package for later. Okay. All right. If you, you're the one who wanted to talk about Captain America's costume. 
I just we had we had nothing going into this, and I was just trying to this throw was, out we some started, talking points. When we okay? started, we were like, "Billy, you got something?" Because I got something. Yeah, I did have something. I still got right into it. Okay, I didn't <laughs> want to interrupt. I didn't realize you're going to call Todd. I didn't want to interrupt the cat because okay, I like him a lot. Fault. Okay, it's my fault. Now, I'm not mad at anybody. It's my fault. Then why are you glaring? Can you why save it for next week? Is it going to hurt your feelings? Knife. It'll it'll keep. It'll keep. It's or not, should we, or should we do it? It doesn't. No, it doesn't have to be. It's it's. You know what? It's not time. Critical. I had a thought for the day prepared. I won't even do that. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now the way Bill said that, he went. All right. That means he wants us to do the tweet. You want to tweet? Go. Yeah, tweet. We don't have to do, do the, the tweet. Do either. the tweet. Go. Do the tweet. Do the tweet. Do the tweet. <sighs> Where is it? There it is. Okay. It don't be scary. That was fun. I like Todd. Todd's a good guy. Bill's audio Twitter. What's up, Half Hour Wasted? Hey, here's another in my series of tips for modern living. In three... If you walk up on a conversation that's halfway through, don't ask what you missed if the punchline is, yes, but at least it was my feces. That was very sweet. (laughs) Please tell me that that bit with Sage just happened. It just happened. That's awesome. And what did Sage say? I heard him, I but no I guess I think he said "doo doo," <laughs> right? It kind of sounded like "doo doo." <laughs> you know, I that's one of my pet peeves is when I'm having a conversation with somebody. Like, say, me and you were talking, Bill yeah. and Frank would come in and go, "What? What I miss? What? Yeah. What was that?" <laughs> and then what? Wait, what start you, over. What it's are you start to over. Say? You did what with your feces? That's one of my favorite tweets of uh, recent memory. So. Cool. Now was that is, was that it or did that you, was the tweet, brother? All right, there you go. You see, we could have done easy? that. Yeah, you said you had tons of stuff though. Well, I've got uh, a bunch of boilerplate stuff. Okay, we've talked about this. We talked about this uh, last I've got week. A, I've got a a real boilerplate that I could play. Okay, all right. Well, let's end with that. Well, I've got three real boilerplates I can play too. But let's take yours. We'll worry about mine next week. Okay. There's the music, and let's give this a shot here. Hi, I'm Sean from PKD Media, and you've been listening to Half Hour Wasted. That makes you cool. Visit the show's website at www.halfhourwasted.com to check out blogs, photos, and more. And don't forget to visit the new message board at www.formforgeeks.com. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com, or leave them a voicemail at 972-798-3830. You can also drop them an individual email at Brad, Frank, or Bill at halfhourwasted.com. Follow them on Twitter at halfhourwasted. Be sure to check out the Legion of Dudes podcast, which comes out every Thursday on the same feed. And keep an eye out for Speak of the Devil, their Daredevil-centric podcast. Visit their sponsor, bcbservice.com. And remember, until next week, he's Bill, he's Brad, and he's Frank. And they'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted. Thank you, I Beckett. What was the name of the girl in Star Wars?